Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 12th Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, this is Ty. We're back. We're F12. Wow, that's pretty good. We're getting close to 15, 20, 100. I know. <laughs> and today we have a special guest. We have our friend Paul. Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? Uh, doing great. Awesome. And we are here to discuss Video Store Memories and the second part of our Video Store Memories series. Yes, volume two. Yes, hopefully an ongoing yeah, series that we'll keep volumes. doing with different guests. Yeah, many, many volumes. Well, then there's a lot to say about the video store era. That's true. But before we get to that, we're going to do our new segment, which is they should have been an action star. <laughs> I mean, and, we don't have a song yet unless you want me to sing it. It's a, all right, no, go ahead. Sing the song. They should have been an action star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to make that into more of an actual song. But for a placeholder, that will be the song for now. Cool. And it gives you a chance to sing what you like to do on every podcast. I have to do a continuity on this thing. Um, and today, our, um, I guess you'd call it our subject for that, is Ted Koppel. Yep, Koppel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's very serious-minded. I can imagine a box cover with Koppel you know, looking serious, holding a gun, you know, yep. up and at the top of the box it says "copple." Copple. Mm-hmm. and then he's a cop out, you know, for revenge as usual. A cop uh, spelled K-O-P. K-O-P, sure. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Copple. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and you know, he has to unravel some political intrigue. Oh, I could see that. Like he's unraveling like maybe an evil mayor or governor, and then he has to fight the governor's goons at the end, and then uh, he might win. We'll see. So. <laughs> Uh, Paul, do you have any thoughts about Ted Koppel as an action star? Uh, first of all, I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like his voice, actually, for a potential interrogation scene. I don't know yeah. if you guys agree with that, but I feel like that would be effective. I, I feel like he would really command that scene with, with his voice, if not the, his physical presence. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. And, um, and his hair alone is very intimidating. Yeah, we have, that's a good segue to the next person. Oh, yeah, because we have some other news people. So if we can have Koppel, why couldn't we have Sam Donaldson or Peter Jennings? Yeah. <laughs> Donaldson. His hair is perfect for action. It is, well, <laughs> it's the same thing. He's he's very serious. Or maybe Dan Rather. I don't know. Any of these news anchors, you know they want to be action stars. You know it. When it comes to Rather, he says, I'd rather not. And then he shoots someone. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. he could have like a bad guy cornered in like a warehouse and he could say like uh you know please don't kill me he's like begging for his life and please don't shoot me and he goes i'd rather not and then he he blows up or something blows up or he shoots him in a dark alley just like (laughs) so that's this week's uh bunch it's the the news people we have some ones for next week. We won't say uh, who they are, but well, we gotta uh, save them. We have to, you yeah. know, no, no, keep them uh, in no our spoilers. pocket. <laughs> that's that, that's a pretty good uh, hint. <laughs> they might be smaller in stature. <laughs> uh, interesting. Also, there's another bunch of people oh. that we have discussed, but yes. that's all we'll say. Yes. Um. All right. So, unless there's anything you want to say, Paul, about any, you have any. Uh, People you want to be an action star, another news guy? Preferably from the world of news. You know, I, I was 
you know, I'm going through my mind with it. And, you know, this uh, the recently disgraced newsman came up, you know, from the Today Show. So then I, I kind of just <laughs> that knocked me off the map, you know. So I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it at that. I feel like I, you know, I, I got off the path, you know, and uh, I don't know if I can well, get back there. I mean, there's Roker. You can do Al Roker. You know, he can rain blood. <laughs> that's true yeah if we're gonna yeah. get into the, the weather as well or i mean even some of these sports guys you know i mean i could see them you know they they bring the enthusiasm sometimes so you know i don't know i, I think this is pretty open and uh you know i think there's a lot of good candidates here yeah it, it, it's never ending that's what makes it so much fun <laughs> That's why we had to turn this into a segment. It was we didn't plan on it going this long, but no. you know, people had suggestions, and we started having more ideas. So yeah, everyone could be an action star if they put their mind to it. Apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so moving quickly on to the topic at hand. Um, so we're thinking back to our video store memories. And yes. Paul, I know we were having a discussion earlier and I want to kind of almost pick that up if we can about the stop and shop video store. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been thinking about, you know, as, as today has kind of been approaching and uh, actually talking to my wife about it, you know, there was kind of that time between, you know, when, when you're old enough to start to get really interested in movies, but maybe uh, you're not old enough to be left home alone. So I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of like, you know, my mom grocery shopping and I'm between maybe 10 and 13 and, uh, you know, old enough to be left unattended, but not in the house. So, you know, Stop and Shop and every grocery store really had, uh, you know, the video store and it was kind of closed in a little bit. It was kind of in a corner and then had the aisles. So I'd always ask to kind of like, hey, can I just wait in here? And then when you're done, you come and get me. And uh, that's where I really kind of started learning about movies, just, you know, picking up the boxes, reading the back and, you know, getting a sense of like, you know, the art. And, uh, you know, it, it was just something that uh, I just really loved. That was like a real highlight for me, just kind of being on my own and uh, getting to kind of delve in like that. I just loved it. I agree. Yeah. And I think, Ty, you agree, right? I agree because I have a stop and shop video store memory, which would be uh, I was, you know, walking in to, you know, get our exciting uh, kid cuisine groceries. <laughs> 1993. And your Dunkaroos. Yeah. My Dunkaroos and my, you know, Fruit by the Foot. Fruit by the yeah. Foot. And uh, what's the other one? The. Uh, <laughs> what? Kids the, snack. The, the, the kids uh, that you peel the uh, the red, you know, Fruit by the Foot rope or whatever. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, you're talking about those snack things with the red little stick? Yeah, I forget the name now. Oh, not not a snack pack or whatever. It's um, like it'll, Lunchables. It'll come. Lunchables is also good. I used to have Lunchables. No, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> I remember you know, walking in to get my snack pack, and then there was a poster for Jason Goes to Hell, the final Ooh. Friday. And it scared me. Like, oh, what's this weird fire worm? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's scaring me, mommy. I didn't say that, but it's just. <laughs> but I remember you saying, like, you you found it kind of surprising because yeah. if you remember when you go to Stop and Shop, they had movie posters outside the Stop and yes, Shop. They did outside outside the store, outside the video store. Right. So, you know, yeah. it seems kind of strange today but when you'd go to stop and shop you'd see movie posters in the window and one of them was for jason goes to hell and i think you were basically saying wow this is surprisingly scary for yes I did children think- i guess who'd be going to the grocery store and you're, you were surprised they kind of went with that poster because it's a little graphic you know for kids yeah, it forgets i just remember the, the fruit by the foot knockoff which not only knockoff but fruit roll-ups 
Oh, no, fruit roll-ups were before fruit by the foot. Yeah, I just remember fruit roll-ups. You got to get my fruit roll-up, you roll out the plastic, and you got your snack pack. We didn't really have many food. We just had snacks for school. <laughs> well, but it's perfect for when you go to this video store because you want to load up on snacks when you watch your movies you found at the Stop and Shop <laughs> video store. Also, there was where. a Wall Bombs video store. That I don't remember. Yeah, that's, um, this is going back kind of far, and I barely remember this myself, but at Wall Bombs... They I remember, had a video I remember store. Wall Bombs, but I don't remember the Wall Bombs video store. They, you know, it's, I'm wrong, and I'm thinking maybe of everybody's. Someone can write in and correct me, but I'm almost 100% sure it was Wall Bombs, and they had a pretty big beta section. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I think they had Ghoulies. <laughs> because I remember my eyes kind of going to Ghoulies, you know. And, and what's interesting, it wasn't even, from what I remember, its own separate walled off area it was just like right there next to the checkout lines you know it's well, hard to explain our, now our stop and shop is you know our video store is now a bank a people's bank so uh, if you remember i well it's it's sad it's you know it's sad cause like hey that's the video store not it's not supposed to be people's bank <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh-huh. yourself at, at the bank you know and really explore or things that interest you it's more just like a, a sad visit and you know you hand something <laughs> over they hand you something back and it's it's not a movie you know <laughs> no, no, it's not. no you can buy movies with your money at the bank i guess yeah. <laughs> but it's not as fun You're like here's your money okay bye <laughs> yeah the, the um, shop i remember had yeah. like a real you know it was a real video store the food mart that we had which was wall bombs and it became super food mart they had like a section which then became like the bin like the bargain bin then it was just done but um you know i i remember going to one it, there was a store called i don't know if it was path mark or path mart i don't know if you guys I think it's mark yeah mark, mark. yeah we, we had a path mark kind we of had a path mark yeah i mean this was like it was kind of like a full-fledged grocery store but they had like a big video section in there too and uh i do remember the jason goes to hell thing um, I was thinking, you know, when I was 10, it was about, you know, 1994. So it was during that same period that you're kind of referencing. And uh, mm. I just remember they'd set up the big cardboard stands when the new movie was about to come out. I remember that for like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective and like <laughs> Jurassic Park. And, you know, sometimes you'd see it set up, but the movie wasn't in there yet. because they had done it like the day before, but it hadn't come to, I don't know if it was Tuesday, these things usually come out. But uh it was just, I don't know, it was just like a whole thing around it. And, you know, it was just really cool just to be in there, just reading the back of boxes. And, uh, you know, I remember um, seeing Predator in there and it having, you know, Schwarzenegger and kind of that like heat vision thing on the cover. Oh, and yeah. then Predator 2 next to it, which was, you know, all red. I think it had a little like L.A. skyline on the bottom. And uh, I feel like that was when I started to get a sense that like some sequels are you know, different from the original in terms of, like, what they're going on, you know, like Predator 1, kind of just like the action movie with Schwarzenegger, and not to say that Danny Glover didn't carry Predator 2, but I feel like that was more, like, about kind of, like, the monster, and it was a little bit more horror than action, and, uh, you know, just starting to notice, like, oh, okay, you know, this is not, like, a straight, like, a you know, the Lost World after Jurassic Park with the same logo, you know, and maybe yeah, even, exactly. even as you're younger that like, oh, they're, they're kind of, there's different types of sequels, you know, some stick to really, you know, what they were going for in the original and some are kind of branching off. So I, that was interesting too, just learning about movies from, from the box art. And that was kind of nice about the video store. Oh, yes. 
I, I remember movie time. And this is going out of the stop and shop realm. Okay. We, we had movie time. I mean, we can come back to it, but I just yeah. my memory just kind of jumped to going to movie time. In Hamden, we had Best Video. There was Tommy Kay's, and there was there was Blockbuster, and there was also Movie Time. So in just in Hamden, we had four video stores. I don't think I'm leaving any out. No, you're not. And Movie Time with a Y. Um, <laughs> it was in it was in Chimney Square, which now kind of I mean Chimney Square exists, but it's not the same as it was, of course. Um, and they called it that because there was this giant chimney that was there from, you know, a prior, you know, historical time. And there was a uh, there was a video store in there called Movie Time, and you could choose what you want on VHS or Beta. And I do remember having that discussion: as oh, should we rent Howard the Duck on Beta or VHS? <laughs> That's a great discussion. Did you? Which, and you and I think RoboCop as well. I think that was a discussion we had. Oh, which one? Uh-huh. What do you remember? Do you remember choosing beta? Because you had a beta VCR. Bro. We did have a beta player, and I think we did go with beta at the time. Huh. And now I own Howard the Duck on beta. Oh, um, that's right. You were telling me that. But um, so I do remember having that discussion of of that choice. And I did want to bring that up uh, as far as I wanted to give movie time some attention because it's long gone. Um but as far as the stop and shop video store, I remember, you know, more mainstream kind of fair. Like I think they had talent for the game. I think it was called about baseball and mm. they had splitting airs that Rick Moranis. Right. I remember seeing that on the shelf. But interestingly, they also had blood sucking freaks at stop to, and shop. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and, and if I'm not mistaken, it was a big box or they put it in a big box. Just remember, they had stop and shop video store had their own big boxes. That's, yeah, they're the boxes you I rented remember, the movie in. Yes, because I see the Stop and Shop logo sometimes at the Goodwill. Sometimes you can pick up Stop and Shop videos. So. Right. And so you know what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. a clamshell that they... The clamshell. Yeah. That they had with the Stop and Shop logo and they and they had blood-sucking freaks because they had a horror and a cult. I think... I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I know they had a horror section. I think they had a cult section as well. And I remember seeing Bloodsucking Freaks, and I believe that was my first exposure to Bloodsucking Freaks, or maybe I'd heard of it, but I, they had it at the Hamden um, Stop and Shop. And I didn't rent it, but, you know, I ended up seeing it later. But um, and that stands out to me is, wow, they have this movie, which is kind of out there. And why do they have this? I mean, I'm happy they have it, but why do they have it? Um, There's no cult section anymore at Stop and Shop. I, mean, I, guess I guess there's the foreign food section or something, but it's just that's the closest you're gonna get. That's true. They know foreign films, but they have foreign foods. They're foreign foods, yeah. So we're just um, foods that that cults favor, you know, like uh, like Kool Aid. <laughs> I don't know. They last, uh, you know, big shelf life, you know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe their tapes are around somewhere, buried underneath the stop and shop. Well, it's true. What do they do with them all? Like, remember, Paul, you were just saying the thing about the having the like a clearance after they were getting rid of this door. Imagine what was in those clearance bins. Like, if we could see those today, it would probably be filled with all sorts of great stuff. Well, I, I can definitely remember at um, the food mart that we had, which was the Wall Bombs before it became Super Food Mart. They didn't have a rental section, but they had pretty extensive selection of stuff to buy. Then, as that was kind of winding down, it went to just the bin. And uh, in that bin was the first time I ever saw the VHS of uh, Burt Reynolds' Malone. And yeah. oh, that's that, awesome. that cover, you know, it just in terms of talking about learning about movies through the, the box art, 
um, you know, him with fire in the shotgun with, you know, just uh, the knees off to a weird yeah. angle. Right. I know yeah. we've spoken about this before. I don't mean to say this like we never talked no, no, about no. it before. But say it. It. Yeah, it's fine. Go it ahead. It was just so wonderful. And, um, you know, I ended up seeing that eventually on a uh, Saturday afternoon on Fox 61. I, I have such good memories of their uh, action movies at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. And, uh, you know, got to see Malone, rewatched it later, you know, unedited. But um, that was my first exposure was seeing that in the bargain bin at at Food Mart, you know, and uh, it stuck with me and uh, just great box art. <laughs> what's great about that I'm box so glad art, you mentioned Malone. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> so very, we love Malone. And what's great about that box art is that it doesn't say Burt Reynolds name. It just says Malone. Just Malone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it has no other text. It, no. Yeah. And there's no credits at the bottom. There's no other actors. There's no tagline. It just says Malone. That's it. That's it. it, it and I, I have to say, I, I believe that this was uh, reviewed on Comeuppance Reviews. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what was pointed out was something that I had noticed in the film. It seems like <laughs> most of Burt Reynolds' dialogue is people asking him his name <laughs> and him continuously <laughs> replying Malone, which you guys... <laughs> covered wow. and i just i just loved it when i saw it because uh i did watch the movie after reading the review and it's it's spot on it's you know those are <laughs> it definitely like it, it feels like given some importance in the movie you know that he he's disgusted that he's being questioned and uh you know he he says his name in a way that is just like it doesn't encourage further inquiry you know what's your name malone hey what's that guy's name again malone what's, hey you're new here what's your name Malone. (laughs) Yeah, that sort of exchange happens an unnatural amount of times in the movie, (laughs) which is one of the many reasons which is that makes Malone such an enjoyable watch. It's feeling like it's not going to be too long before I rewatch Malone because I I just my heart rate like quickened as we just discussed it. I really, really like that movie. Oh, yeah, it's true. And yeah, when you mentioned it, I was thinking in my head, yes, he mentioned Malone. I was so happy when you mentioned it. Oh, my God, I love Malone. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen it, I'm trying to think, three, four times. I'm, yeah, same um, here. Maybe three or four times, because you can't really get sick of it. Because yeah. I remember I saw that original VHS. We watched it again on Netflix. Yep. Then I watched it again on the elliptical when I was on the elliptical machine. Yep. And uh, have I seen it another time? I, think I might have. I, at minimum three times. And the Netflix version was a beautiful print i don't know if they still have it on netflix but it was like widescreen it was it looked looked absolutely it looked amazing so whatever print netflix has is probably the best way to watch malone so if it's still on netflix that's the way it should just be on netflix forever or any just everybody should just watch it once yeah if you haven't seen malone definitely see it it's a lot of fun it's burt reynolds at his non-caring best (laughs) (laughs) Because you know his his hair is not looking too good. completely together. Yeah, uh. it's kind like a Brillo pad. <laughs> <laughs> and some other aspects of it are shaky, but that's what makes it fun. You know, it's hard to explain. It's you just got to see it. Just a, a great villain too. You know, um, it, you know it's hard to get your head around what this guy is really going for. I mean, I'm assuming domination of the world somehow, but it's starting out in the mountains of some but he's starting in that small town yeah it it was it just seems like an odd place to kind of you know make step one in your plan for world domination (laughs) and you know unfortunately for him 
Malone was also there, you know, so it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just odd, but yeah, definitely in the best way. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's not forget that his name was Delaney, right? The bad guy. Wow. I don't right. know. I, I mean, my, my memory of yeah. him is he's having some sort of like a cabal up on top of some mountain with like yeah, you know, expensive food and drink and, uh, <laughs> you know, and kind of like, you know, laying out, you know, how this thing is going to go. And uh, it's it's just really weird, but really awesome. <laughs> yes, that's I couldn't agree more. And if you're a good bad guy, you have to have a cabal. <laughs> there's always a cabal there has to be a cabal in the movie we just watched which wasn't very good called sharpshooter the bad guy has a mansion and he has his goons i mean you have to have that just even in the lesser movies you have to have oh, some right. four, yeah. <laughs> four, four you have to have a four but you also have to have some sort of cabal <laughs> um okay so I'm, I'm glad we went off on that tangent because yeah, malone I mean, is yeah so it, it's a favorite <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to think where we can go with this a little more. I mean, so we, so in Hamden, you know, we had best video. It was mom and pop, you know, um, still still around. I mean, in some form or another. Yes, it is. I mean, they've kind of diluted things there because I think we mentioned this. Yeah. We mentioned, they got rid of a lot of their stock, a lot of good stuff there. Very unfortunate. You know, Tommy they were trying Case. to. Oh, yeah, Tommy well, Case. So there were, well, see, that's the thing about Tommy Case. You know, there were multiple Tommy Case locations, and they started dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. You know, uh, um, so, but we are going to have a Tommy Case expert um, on the podcast. Yes, soon, <laughs> and we can we can grill him more about Tommy Case. But um, you know, because then there was Tommy's tanning, and there was it's still there. Tommy standing. So yeah, well yeah. So t- that's the thing. You, you go from video stores, which were hot at a certain time, and branched off into other businesses like tanning. Tanning is literally hot. <laughs> uh, well, that's true too. <laughs> but it's just that's the entrepreneurship of the time, I guess. You know, oh, video stores are hot. I'll do that. Oh, the tanning salons are hot. Well, I'll do that. You know, it's just anything that someone thinks they can make money on well we have a mm-hmm. former employee of tommy case coming on the pod so yeah <laughs> that's what i was yeah, gonna he... ask if your expert was a uh, former employee but oh yes. man yeah that, that should be some uh a good source for some you know insights into the whole situation and uh was this person <laughs> an employee when they they were kind of phasing out as well i believe he was well we can say it's ryan he was on the yeah, podcast ryan. once before oh okay um, yeah, he's um, the one on the episode about all the action stars. If you yeah, the, yeah, this should have been action star segment or episode, which is the most highly rated of all of our episodes to date. Um, <laughs> so people want to hear that. But anyway, so we'll ask him about Tommy Case. I, I don't have much to really say about Tommy Case, certainly from the you know behind the scenes perspective, because I never worked there, even though Ty and I did work at Best Video. Um, but but I do remember that they had the movie The Refrigerator, which I believe is a low budget horror movie about if memory serves a refrigerator that kind of eats people. Um, and that's the first place I saw Blood Hook, which is not a movie I like very much, but it's where I first saw it. Um, and now Vinegar Syndrome has released it on Blu-ray, but the um, I'm not gonna buy it though. No, no, I'm not because I just I'm not really a fan of Blood Hook. 
But Tommy's had it in the refrigerator. And I remember renting those two at Tommy's because Best Video didn't have those. So, and there, oh, and I should also mention Mad Mike's. Oh, yeah, that's was, right. I always wanted to go there. Never had a chance. Yeah, Wallingford had a place called Mad Mike's, which was a lot like Best Video. It, they had a lot of cult-type movies and a lot of weird movies, and that was a good place. And I only got a chance to go there once before it closed, but I I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. Yeah, we didn't have, like, a Tommy K's up, um, you know, in kind of the central Connecticut, unless I, I just never saw it, but... um. It was a, a mom and pop kind of video store. Um, you know, I lived in uh, New Britain and then in Newington. And there's a plaza right on the line called Twin City Plaza. And I think it was called Twin City Video. And, uh, you know, being that it wasn't like the blockbuster or, or, of course, they, you know, wouldn't have something like this in the grocery store. But uh, this was one of those that that had the uh, the shower curtain in the back. You know, you had mm. like the regular you know, public consumption stuff. And uh, I remember just being young and, you know, being in there with my parents. And I don't think I asked them what it was, but you got the <laughs> sense you kind of weren't going in there, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like an interesting part of it as well, you know? And uh, that, that's totally kind of been phased out with the stores disappearing. But, um, you know, yeah, that was, I remember that having some sort of effect on me. And then I think I got a little older and you did figure it out and maybe you tried to kind of peek in while your parents were <laughs> looking. But, uh, and, and then I got a sense too, that there were movies that I'm seeing in the video store that I never saw the previews for on TV and they weren't in the movie theaters as far as I knew. So I think part of the video store memory thing for me too, was you got a sense that some movies go right to video, you know, and, um, I remember there was when Mortal Kombat, the video game, was really big. Um, not the movies that they had that were live action and in theaters, but they had, like, I think a couple animated Mortal Kombat movies that were direct-to-video. So I, I definitely have that memory of, like, oh, okay, there's some movies that don't go in the theaters, but you can get them here. So that was kind of interesting. Ty, you know yeah, so more like, about that. Right? Mortal but, Kombat animated video? I mean, but, I... I mean, I have a copy of that now, <laughs> but uh, I have not watched it yet. Um, so, oh, okay, sorry. Well, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to ask, Paul, so what was the name of that video store you just mentioned? Do you remember? You know, I, it was in Twin City Plaza, which is still there today and still called that. And I want to say it was Twin City Video. It was not a chain. You know, around here we had Blockbuster. We had the stores that were in the grocery stores. But then we would just have kind of, you know, freestanding, like somebody just that was their business, you know, like a you know a sandwich shop or something. Only they had a video store. So um, that was there for a while. It was very close to where we lived at the time. And um yeah, it was just, it was very small, but um, I definitely remember the Mortal Kombat animated one, and, like, that was the story, I think, that maybe I realized, like, oh, there were movies that, you know, we're, we're not going to see in the theater, but they're here, so, you know, that was well, pretty cool. And, Ty, that's kind of what got you started on the whole Come Up Interviews thing, was when you discovered the tax man. Yeah, that's right. If you, if you listen to the first episode of this very podcast, I mentioned the tax man. It had a lenticular silver cover, and it's like, it, it caught my eye. I don't want to, I don't I can repeat the story if you want. Um, but basically it was kind of a yeah. similar discovery where it's like, hey, oh, there's yeah. these movies that are exactly. direct to video. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like I never heard of this. I've heard some of the people in it, like Robert Townsend, and it's like, I must watch this. <laughs> I must see this right away. <laughs> it's like so I thought, and, huh. and it all now look where we way. are. We're talking about it on a podcast. Now we're wow, that's amazing technology. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, were there any other video stores that you remember in that area? Um, I oh. think I, I think that was the the one that was kind of you know the the mom and pop kind of not a chain one. You know, Blockbuster was huge. Um, you know, and that kind of continued for me until it closed. The one on the Berlin Turnpike, it was really, really big. They had lots of stuff. Um, just, uh, I guess, another video store memory more related to Blockbuster is uh, that they have different versions of films. And I know that there's, um, you know, Bad Lieutenant is one of my favorite movies. And I know that that was an example of one that was edited for Blockbuster. I think specifically, I, I also, I almost want to say Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. They had a version for Blockbuster. So mm-hmm. that that was another kind of unique thing to video stores and especially to to Blockbuster specifically was um yeah I mean it, it affected movies themselves you know the idea that there were these stores and uh you know I, I maybe kind of like a Walmart like certain albums come out and they don't want to display the box art or something like that but uh you know that that was interesting too it affected you know the movie that people were seeing and I know um you know there's a lot of talk about the difference between like you know, the unedited or the original Bad Lieutenant versus that blockbuster version. And same for Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And, I mean, you could end up watching a movie that you thought you were going to be interested in not liking it, but because of where you obtained it, you know, maybe it's it's the version that you had an issue with. So, I, I mean, I, I think that's kind of an interesting thing, too, just that, um, you know, that the idea of the video store being there could have that effect on, you know, the movie that you end up seeing. I couldn't agree more. I think that's fascinating actually it's, and i it's remember very, also oh, no go ahead no 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 i didn't go fascinating i cut you off no that's all i pretty much was gonna say oh okay i just remember at blockbuster you know when you're a kid and they had that little sticker on the bottom of the left said youth restricted viewing <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that's like a yellow and red sticker it's like you have yeah. to ask the uh the attendant or like the employee <laughs> like can i rent can am i allowed to rant this you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They were gonna, so powerful. <laughs> yeah, they were powerful behind the, you know, behind the glass, or not behind glass, but <laughs> behind the yeah, counter. Yeah, but I know you mean the power behind the throne, you know. Yeah, it's um, all about that power of the counter. So now, the youth restricted viewing is that like a rated R thing, or is that beyond rated R? I think it's just rated R. I mean, some like you know, Menno's Mind, the movie. I yeah, watched. Menno's Mind. Yeah. That has a youth restricted viewing sticker, and it's like it's it's nothing. It's, you know, it's nothing bad. It's just a science science fiction movie, but there's no rating on the bottom of the box. Oh, so if, uh, if the movie maybe came out unrated on video, they might just yeah. put that on there. Yeah, just to scare off you know parents and children. <laughs> <to> be safe. Because <laughs> if... I don't. No, no. So you go. No, no, please. Well, okay. Well, I was just gonna say that uh, if. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and Bad Lieutenant got the blockbuster editing treatment. What other movies are out there that also got that similar treatment? I'm just wondering aloud what that might be, because I doubt those are the only two. They, they probably edited other movies. Oh, it's fine. Like, maybe, um, you know, what came to mind with thinking about that is Color of Night. I never saw it. But I think Bruce Willis was in I've it. I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could imagine Blockbuster maybe stepping in. I, I don't know if it was NC-17 in the theaters, but I feel like when I was younger, uh, that was kind of like, um, you know, one of those things that was talked about a lot. It was controversial. And I can imagine Blockbuster maybe stepping in on that one. 
I, I think that's a good thought because it is like a big Hollywood release, but also it was kind of, it's an I don't know if you'd call it controversial, but you know. I mean, it's not, it's a pretty stupid movie. If you, if you ever, you should watch it. <laughs> so there's nothing all that objectionable. I saw no, it a long typical, time ago, like back then. Thriller, you know, you know, there's adult content here and there, but, it's a, but mostly it's just Bruce Willis and, you know, he runs around and a car chases him. You know, it's like basic instinct. Let's not forget right. that basic instinct had like a big car chase. <laughs> so, right. It's in the beginning. Right. Uh, towards the beginning, like in the first third. It's like the middle. Oh. Yeah. Because other movies have used it. Yeah, other movies that we've seen steal footage, Paul. It says about me that I recall no car chase and basic instinct, but I mean I guess <laughs> people can figure that out for themselves. Yeah, most people can. Why. That's why they use it so much. <laughs> like, oh, oh that's goodness. right. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers that part. Yeah, I guess when you're fast forwarding through it, it's over a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was a really fast car chase. You know, those cars were speeding. Um, oh my god! But, but Basic Instinct was probably a movie that Blockbuster might have tampered with. Well, there's that documentary called Clean Flicks. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's all about Blockbuster. Is that what it was it, about? Was it? Did it talk about Blockbuster specifically? It talked about a certain Mormon video store. In Utah, <laughs> well, <laughs> editing their movies, you know, for you know, Passion of the Christ, not much. Oh, and everything, there. It's a Matrix, everything, <laughs> Matrix, everything, Saving Private well, Ryan. Everything. That would be fascinating if it was about Blockbuster, but really, it's not at all. It's about this one video store. Yeah, I think it's in Utah, and they would take it upon themselves to edit out anything they thought was objectionable. And oh, I have to see this. It's called Clean Flicks. Clean yeah. Flicks. Yeah. Oh F-L-I-X. my God. L-I-X. So and then they interview some people. There's yeah. like Steven Soderbergh is there going, well, I don't approve of this. <laughs> yeah, well, what is he going to have to say except just, you know, I'm not for this, you know? It was funny, yeah. like, you know what? I am. Yeah. <laughs> like no this one, one guy that. in Utah is doing a great job, you know. It's <laughs> so um, like those drug deals that uh, always go wrong. They never go right. Yeah, yeah like these... Soderbergh was upset that they changed his movie to just videotape because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like it's crudely crossed out with like a sharpie the first yeah. couple words. Oh um, my god, yeah, that that was the real sticking point for him. He's like, wait a second, this is you know, they're not even gonna get the whole thrust of this. You know. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a fascinating documentary, and I I recommend it. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's, it used to be on Netflix uh, streaming, but it might be gone. It's around somewhere. It might be on Amazon. I'm sure it's around yeah. somewhere. Is there any box art that you guys remember that stuck with you from being younger and maybe in the video store and either got you into that movie or like a genre of movies or, or put you on any sort of like yeah. movie journey just by seeing a certain box? Maybe I have an answer, but Ty, you go first. Okay, I remember, you know, renting those uh, Zucker Brother movies, like airplanes. Like, why? This airplane's all weird looking. (laughs) (laughs) And our space balls. And you watch space balls and you watch Naked Gun. And then it's like, oh, a top secret with the singing horse. And and it's like, oh, I got to watch more of these comedies. So that's that's me as a kid. What about you, Brett? Um, Again, it goes back to movie time, surprisingly, which is Troll. I remember seeing the box art for Troll 
which features a troll. You know, they're not hiding it. The troll is oh. right there, front and center. Uh, and I remember thinking, wow, troll, this is this is fascinating. This is out there. It's like I want to know more about troll. And was troll and, dolls around the the, the um, trolls? I think those came along a little bit later, but those might have been in response to troll. In other words, <laughs> like we need to soften the image of trolls. Let's make them cute and cuddly. You know, well, not scary they're... with warts and stuff. Yeah, now they have wacky and they're and they're nude. So it's like... well, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I would have to say it, it was troll. Oh, I like hearing that story. Hmm. What about you? Yeah, and it was it was kind of oh, sea God. of other horror movies, and and Patrol kind of stood out just for me as a kid right then and there, you know. I, I liked the ones that were kind of, you know, that did have some sort of action scene or something exciting. I mean, I think that's what kind of drew me in, you know, when I was younger. So the one that sticks out in my mind is, um, I don't know if it was Wes Craven. I want to say it is, but it's called Shocker. And there's a, a oh, guy yeah, yeah, it's Craven, being yep. electrocuted, like in an electric chair. I mean, that really stuck out for me. And I think that it kind of started drawing me into uh, horror a little bit, which is still, you know, a the type of movie that I love, but um, that that's kind of in my mind, and I've actually never seen it. But um, you know, oh. I just have that memory of being in there, and I feel like that kind of made me keep returning to the horror section because that box really grabbed me. Well, I can definitely relate to that because I was always drawn to the horror section as well. You know, and I, I, I can also point to when I started going to Best Video, the first Evil Dead, you know, the mm. Evil Dead box art with the arm coming out of, the and the woman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that I was definitely drawn to that. I believe it was a thorny MI video. And then it's like, I want to keep going back. Oh, also, Best Video had the, like those 60s counterculture movies like Psych Out and The Trip. Um, and I remember being interested in what those are all about. Um, I, but, I um, remember, well, now I remember going to like Blockbuster or Best Video and always seeing the True Lies tape. You know, Schwarzenegger has a huge gun on the cover. <laughs> It's like, I need to see this movie. He's shooting people. <laughs> like, so, like, what is a true lie? I, I need to figure out what that means. Yeah. Like, true lies. <laughs> it's like, so. <laughs> and, uh, and then you watch, um, well, then there's a set of Street Fighter, uh, Van Damme movie, because oh, I had the poster. That Mortal Kombat. What's that? I definitely remember Street Fighter coming out and having a huge ad in the paper, big, you know, Van Damme head with the beret. And then I think <laughs> yep. on the bottom was like the other characters kind of much smaller, kind of spread out. And, uh, you know, I love playing that in the arcades. So, yeah, that was a great uh, that was a great I poster had, as well. I to see that, you know, William F. Guile played by Van. William <laughs> F. Guile. I mean, because his name is Guy. They added they, that. Yeah. They added William F. <laughs> <laughs> like Buckley. <laughs> Buckley, William F. Guile, same person. Um, uh, Paul, do you remember any other newspaper ads besides that? Or is that just the only one that stands out? I have I have one, but I go, oh, Paul, okay. go ahead. No, you can go ahead, Paul. Well, or Ty, I, if you want to go first, you give Paul time to think because it just. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I remember, mean, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I, I remember the Street Fighter one being over at my grandparents. I think they got in the New York Times, which which my parents didn't get. And that had, I think, more room. So then it would have, like, when the movie was about to come out, these bigger ads for it. But, I mean, that was always the first thing that I did when the newspaper came home was, you know, the arts and entertainment section, it was called, in the Hartford Current. And, uh, you know, just checking out those ads. I remember the Crow. I mean, this was all in black and white. They had a very dark ad with kind of like just the 
outline of you know the the main character and it was very shadowy and uh i don't know i i always kind of flipped right for that i really liked it i'm, I'm trying to think in the paper i remember too in the paper they'd have these ads for movies that i, I can you got a sense even being younger that they weren't mainstream like i remember that movie kids coming out and mm, it would yeah. say below the ad like what theaters it's in and i'm like oh what's like real art ways you know what i mean there's this <laughs> like you get a sense that like oh these aren't movie theaters that i go to i don't know about this you know so i don't know it, it's it was just really cool to have that being young and like to learn about movies and see like you know oh there's movies that only come out on video or oh there's there's places that play movies that aren't the you know showcase cinemas you know <laughs> or whatever so yeah, I mean, it, it it was definitely something that, um you know, kind of expanded my horizons a little when I was younger, I think. Yeah, well, I, memory. well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it seems like if there's one theme of our conversations that it's like a, a, a process of learning. You know, you learn about this, you learn about that. It's just you go through and you pick up little bits of information here and there because a lot of this was either before the Internet or you know, the internet was around, but it wasn't, Very you know, the me. dominant yeah. force it is today. So you, you were kind of on your own to discover all this. And, um, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but there's that book, Ad Nauseum by Michael Gingold, which is just it, newspaper ads, reproductions of newspaper ads with like a little bit of his commentary on the side. So anyone who's interested in those newspaper ads, there's about now a book of them. So that's something. But Ty, what were you going to say? Well, Paul's uh, memory of, you know, looking at the New York Times ads, that's exactly what I did on the weekend, or maybe register, maybe name register, but I think we had New York Times on the weekend, if you remember, Brett. I think Grandpa and, did. Oh, Grandpa yeah. did. Grandpa Harold okay. did. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess you could say his yeah. name. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and, why not? Uh, why not? So, I remember opening it up, and it's like, I seen Last Man Standing of Bruce Willis, and it was in color, because all of it was always in black and white, like, whoa! Oh, it's wow. in color! He's shooting people <laughs> with a gun again! He's, it's in color! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so it's like, it's, and that's true. If you like, want to have an ad in, in like a movie ad in the New York Times, and you had the money to put it in color, that's some yeah. serious business, you know. That's, that's serious, serious advertising. Point. So, as like I had to see this movie, like this looks great. And of course, I was too young to see it. It was ten years old when it came out. And that ages me. But uh, and I remember that one. I remember seeing Baby Geniuses, and then I didn't see that yeah. one. <laughs> but I remember seeing the ad for New York Times. And I think a few other ones. Well, I'm, oh, wait, I have that picture, Brett, of the Hoyt. What picture? Well, I have a picture of a newspaper clipping of uh, Brantford or Hoyt, as he used to be called, in, from 1998. So it had Polly and it had uh, Species 2. It's like, oh, all the hot movies that are at Hoyt's at the time, 20 years ago. <laughs> I should do that one, right? Um, if you have, it's been a while. So if you could dig that out, I'd, I'd want to see it. Sure, you got it. Um, as far as me, I, what comes to mind is more of a later memory is uh, when I was in high school, there was this kid we were kind of friends with. I mean, I wouldn't say he was in like our real circle of friends, but we knew him and he, he was a bit of a nut. And he was obsessed with the movie Rocket Man. <laughs> yes, uh, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and every time a new and he would always keep he would cut out the picture the newspaper ad for rocket man and put it in his wallet and he'd carry it around <laughs> and then he'd show it and then you know the tagline he's just taking up space he would say hey he's just taking up space 
And then when new Rocket Man ads, like in different shapes, you know, instead of it was rectangular, it was more square or whatever, whenever they'd redo the ad, he'd cut that out uh, and keep that ad and he'd carry it around with him. And um, he, for some bizarre reason, he was stuck on the movie Rocket Man and he'd cut out the ads from the newspaper. Well, is this we the, all the Rocketeer, or is Rocket Man something I don't know about? Oh, Rocket Man's a, a comedy for children of Harlan Williams. Oh. <laughs> you can stop there. That's a perfect response. Okay. I was like, does he mean the Rocketeer? But then it occurred to me, like, there might be something that I, I don't know about here. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I wish I was talking about the Rocketeer. No, it was, uh, no, it was Rocket Man. Oh. Wait, is that the name of that Elton John movie also? Yeah, so they still Yeah, well, that, that's what kind of threw me off. I was like, oh, okay, but all right. <laughs> no, no, no. There was a, a movie from the 90s called Rocket Man. Okay. That's true. And the makers of the Elton John movie should have known better uh, because there's already a movie Rocket called Rocket Man. But I did see The Rocketeer in the theater. So that we'll talk, then that does age me a bit. But um, what was I it? Found the picture, I found the Hoyt's picture. So I could, I'll show it to you later. Okay. Let's want me to read but, the movies that were on the Hoyts. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, all right. <laughs> so this is from 1998, I guess. 97.9. So we have The Horse Whisperer. You could watch that at 12 p.m., 1 p.m. No, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got uh, He Got Game. Oh, uh, yeah. Quest for Camelot. And then we have Deep Impact. Mm. Um, and we have Les Miserables, the Liam Neeson one. And then we have Black Dog, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> The big hit, object of my uh, object of my affection, Polly, City of Angels, and Barney's Great Adventure. <laughs> well, Did Barney movie went to the theater. You sure did. You can watch it at three fifteen p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> I can see um, more in this picture. Actually, you can actually go to uh, Showcase Orange and watch Suicide Kings. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would definitely go to direct a video today. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> Pretty exciting story. I'm, well, that's an interesting artifact, you yeah. know. Just happened um, to find it. I mean, the, the only other thing I can think of is I remember – now, this is kind of obscure. And even – I don't think I've ever even seen the movie. But there was like an Asian movie, I believe, called Heaven and Earth. Well, I think it might Tommy have been – Tommy Jones? Uh, Oliver Stone movie, I think. Yes, Oliver Stone yes. Movie, yeah. yeah, the Oliver Stone Okay. I remember seeing that ad in the newspaper and being sort of taken with it. There was a lot of superlatives, like there was a lot of like critic quotes saying best movie of the year, best, best, best. And I remember like, wow, what's this? Um, but I don't believe I've ever actually seen the movie, but I remember the ad for Heaven and Earth jumping out at me. So that would be my contribution to this conversation would be Heaven and Earth. Yeah, those, those ones would kind of strike me that, that seemed to have these reviews that you can tell it was a little bit different. You know, it wasn't an action movie. It was I, I remember realizing this, too. I remember there was this Robin Williams movie called Being Human. And some of these like reviews on it were, were like, you can tell this was something different. And I remember the ad for Heaven and Earth, too. And uh, I remember the ad for uh, Terrence Malick's uh, The Thin Red Line. And just the language of some of these reviews would make me think like, oh, OK, this isn't like just strictly you're going to the movies and having fun like this is supposed to be maybe something different so i guess that's maybe another little piece of this era that was like uh maybe educational for me that that maybe movies were trying to do different things than just like 
just be entertaining, which is kind of what I was into, obviously, at that age. But, yeah, that's that's pretty cool, Heaven and Earth. I haven't thought about that for a long time. Yeah, and if they didn't have a big advertising campaign, I don't think too many people would even know about it. But, yeah, that's true. We, that's really the only place where you'd see these the quotes. Yeah. yeah, and then the newspaper. Or if you watch Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> I'm going to give two thumbs up. I don't know. I was going to take that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good memory if you remember that. But I know they didn't like Cobra very much. Well, that means they're uh, illegitimate critics. So <laughs> I do not like Cobra. Well, they didn't like a lot of movies that, that I think, as Paul, you were saying, they're more designed just for pure entertainment. Like they, I, they really didn't like horror movies, as far as I can remember. They hated slashers. You know, they oh, they loved them, but they couldn't admit it. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, I think there might be some truth to that. I, I, I do think Siskel was a bit more down on the horror genre than Ebert, but I could be wrong about that. I'll look into it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there are clips. No. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of e- Siskel and Ebert clips online about Friday 13th or Cobra or uh, anything, really. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, My memories of that is it, it didn't really seem to represent, like – what people were enjoying a lot of the time. I mean, I guess oh, yeah. that's just oh, definitely. Opinion, but it, it just didn't feel like that. This was like, hey, you want to have fun this weekend? Check this out. It was, you know, I don't know. But I, I mean, obviously, they were kind of operating on another level of uh, film knowledge than I was at 12 years old. Well, so I'm not making fun of them really, but you know, I think about the production company thinking, oh, we need to get those thumbs. We need to get those <laughs> thumbs up right away. Well, it was like the kiss see, death, you know? it was like it was like a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes back then. If you only got one thumb or got yeah, yeah, yeah. two, like, two thumbs down. Thumb. Oh, not two thumbs down. Oh no. Yeah, we, we lost the thumbs. We lost. Just, the just pull it. Just pull it from the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> but then, do you, what do you do? It's a real dilemma if one gives it one thumb up and the other gives it one thumb down. Well, let's not forget that one. But I don't know. It's like half and half. Kind of like what, what's the name Jeff Craig from like sixty second preview? Usually they could pay him off. It's like if you remember. Well, well, did they make up people? Well, that was David Manning, right? Was that his name? Do you remember that story, Paul? I don't. Was he a, a fictional reviewer? He's a fictional yes. reviewer. He's like he he loved a Knight's Tale and the animal. So as it go back all the way back to like two thousand. <laughs> Is this what people realize this can't be a real human? <laughs> yeah, that was a dead giveaway. Come on. Like, maybe Night Tale animal. you can hold off on, but the animal, Rob Schneider, it's like someone like that? It sounds like sounds fishy to me. <laughs> yeah, so someone did some digging. Hey, there's no David Manning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he flew he never, too close to the sun. If he just he really did, yeah. yeah. Take it or leave it, you know, they never would have found out. Yep, they could they could have gotten away with it, but they had to like the animal. People just get greedy, you know. Yep. <laughs> well, that's what I think it is because you don't need to come up with a David Manning for a movie like Heaven and Earth because all the other critics are raving. You need a David Manning for the animal, so <laughs> that's because I can yeah. see it now. Hey, honey, would you go see the animal? David Manning, love it. <laughs> but oh, what, yeah, what I heard of him. <laughs> What's the story behind that? Like, how do you hear of this, and how do you know about this, about the David Manning controversy? I just that was like in the newspaper, like back in the New York Post. It's like fake news critic, you know. <laughs> Somehow, someone digged it up. Was he the only one, or were there others? I can't answer that right now. But there was at least one. Yeah. 
His name was, I think it was David Manning, but I can double check if you want. But that's so funny. And was it one studio? It was Sony. Yeah, Sony made him up. Yeah, it was David Manning, fictitious writer. So it's like, if you go on Wikipedia, that's what it says. David Manning, fictitious writer. So it's almost like the Alan Smithy of um, of critics. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did did you guys have uh, aside from Blockbuster doing this? Uh, I don't know if you ever had any experience with the video store, like uh, having some sort of satisfaction guaranteed sticker on the box. Like I oh. know Blockbuster had these these picks that if you got it watched it and didn't like it they would like give you your money back am i misremembering or do you guys remember this no i think they did have that yeah yeah but i don't remember which movies that'd be pretty good memory well i i had one i know i um, rented the it miniseries with tim curry Mm -hmm. and uh, i really didn't like it and that was like a blockbuster pick and i brought it back and i was like a little embarrassed this is when i was a little bit older but at the same uh, time, I disliked it so much that I was like, man, this was really terrible. And I got the money back. But I was wondering, wow. like, if any of these smaller stores, you know, had something like this. I don't remember it, but I, I just thought even for Blockbuster, that was kind of an interesting policy to have. It, it is. Why well, I don't think the smaller ones could really afford to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah you can't give refunds. I mean, there's the classic refund from Collision Course, that movie of Jay Leno and Pat Morita. Have you ever seen that, Paul? Oh, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you're missing out, my friend. You're missing out. But at the end of the tape, it says, if you didn't like this movie, HBO Home Video will give you a rebate. Oh, wow. So, well, no one ever got the rebate because it's such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so thoroughly entertaining that no one even thought to go for the rebate. But it was pretty noble and, um, I guess, risky of HBO to even offer that. Yeah, but I guess they were that confident in the, enter- in the entertainment of Collision Course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was wondering, did they tell you how you access this rebate, or did they just put that on the screen and then you were kind of left to your own devices? <laughs> no, no, I think it says it. Like you can, you have to like do your own postage or whatever. But you just like <laughs> run out to your own video. You know, I did not like Collision Course, and you mail it in the in the mailing. Wait, it's like eight to twelve weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you get your four dollars back. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> 12 weeks didn't go fast back then so like <laughs> but i can only imagine what sort of sad desperate pathetic person says you know i really hated collision course i'm going to go for the rebate and go through that process i mean come on what kind of heartless no. person are you exactly we gotta watch uh, collision course ball just uh, <laughs> drop everything get off the podcast <laughs> and then watch it and come back to the podcast all right well, so let, me, let me put it this house. way <laughs> so, okay. See ya. Um, it's like <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the tagline. Well, well, I don't want to quote the exact tagline, but on the back of the box, it does mention that Jay Leno and Pat Morita are as different as hot dogs and sushi. Yes, you're gonna get a lot and, of action, and you're gonna get a lot of laughs. <laughs> that's that's a quote from the box. Yeah. And also, Jay Leno kills someone. <laughs> yeah. So I have to spoil. We won't say who he kills. But he just kills someone. He kills someone. He shoots someone. He savagely murders them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, different hot dogs and sushi. I don't know. That's that's a little troubling, but maybe we don't want to get hung up on that. No, well, you should watch the movie because they say uh, a certain slur for a Japanese person about the whole time. 
Oh, yeah, right. Pat, Pat Morita gets called a lot of names in the movie. Yes. Oh. Usually by Jay Leno. <laughs> so, yeah, Jay Leno is, I don't know if you call him a cop on the edge, but he's armed and dangerous. Oh, he is. <laughs> well, like I said, you got to watch it, drop everything, uh, buy so, it right now. One day shipping on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can go for the rebate. Yeah, it will give you $4 back, Paul. <laughs> Does it sound like I can lose on this one? No. <laughs> so now you got to find clean flicks and collision course clean flicks and collision course man i really want to see clean flicks that's very interesting because uh my my parents were pretty careful with what we were exposed to and um it, you know i remember there was a website even i think it was called screenit.com and you know the uh people who ran this site this was kind of at the internet's earlier days would watch movies and really break down like you know, not just what it's rated, but what it was rated R4, for example, and, you know, it had this, this, and that, and, you know, on the vulgarity meter, it was a five, but on the sexuality meter, it was only a three, but well, the violence was an eight, you know, so if you were trying to yeah. avoid certain things that your kids are being exposed to, you know, that was it, so, yeah, this movie is uh, kind of right up my alley in terms of uh, my early censorship experiences. <laughs> I like the yeah. website. I like the website a lot because then I can see how much gore is in the movie. It's like, sure. all right. It's like, <laughs> I'm yeah. on you can use it in reverse. <laughs> I used it oh, in reverse. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that that's what it became at some point, and then yeah. maybe they even figured it out, and we're like, you know what? This is not <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, well, as Ty and I always talk about, we mentioned this yesterday, um, Alien vs. Predator is rated PG-13 for slime. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know how at a certain point they started telling you what the ratings were for, slime. you know. And if you look on for slime, yeah, it says if you look on Alien versus Predator, aka AVP, and you look at the rating, and for the reason why it has its rating, it says slime or maybe pervasive slime or something like that. <laughs> oh man, I guess you can't do that on television. Would have been <laughs> problematic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been rated like triple X. <laughs> yeah. Too much slime. Uh, that would have had that little sticker on it at Blockbuster. The person at the counter would have had to, you know. You know <laughs> yeah, that would have been a youth uh, uh, restriction. No kid. <laughs> Can I rent this? Are you this, ready for all this slime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you emotionally ready for all this? <laughs> I'm not ready for this slime, kid. <laughs> well, they're not going to know what to do with this. <laughs> well, and, just get slimed in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, because as Ty, as we were discussing yesterday, because, you know, they they're very harsh on smoking in movies, oh, yes. which which, you know, in, in the 30s and 40s, all those movies would be instantly rated R by today's standards. But <laughs> if a movie didn't have any violence or bad language or nudity, but it had a lot of slime and a lot of smoking, could it be rated R? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say yes, but. Yes, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> just for slime and smoking, nothing else. That would be amazing. What would that movie be about? I mean, that's what like... I was just thinking. I need to know the plot of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it could be about well, like slime versus smoke. I mean, it's, it's like well, I don't know. I'm just thinking on the top of my head. Maybe it's about like some workers in a cigarette factory who come upon some aliens and. Um, Use the power of cigarette smoke to fight the aliens. 
It could be about a Slimer's uh, de- career decline after Ghostbusters 2 and just bad <laughs> habits that he picked up to fill that void in his life, you know? <laughs> well, that's true. He's like sitting in an easy chair, like watching TV in yeah. the middle of the day, smoking and drinking beer. He has like a, has a wife beater shirt on. He has a beard. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> He's living in like a trailer. And... Yeah, Slimer. Yeah. Yeah. Some slime and some smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 some smoking. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's our crazy rating system. And, and uh, brief thematic elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thematic elements. What the heck is that? That can be anything. Yeah. Um, but that's thing in other countries, you know, where they have like an 18 or 16, um, you know, like the UK or. Australia, or however they do it, do they care about smoking and slime, or is that just America? It's just us. They yeah. don't care about slime. They cared about uh, karate chops, though. If we could talk about that before, they don't well, like. Talk that. a little bit about that, or, or nunchucks. I hate nunchucks. They hate nunchucks and they hate um, headbutts. So that Which is funny because I thought they do that all the time in the UK. Don't they well, headbutt people the in these soccer matches? That's the that's thing. That's the it's, problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all because of the movies. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, the people imitate that. That's what the, they were worried about. So no headbutts in movies. Uh, they don't like any broken bones. They hate Steven Seagal. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, but that has nothing to do with the rating system. Yeah, yeah they just hate Steven Seagal. Like we don't like him. Like, you don't um, like me. But it's, well, I know during the video nasties era, they didn't like any murder weapons that could be like around the house. Like so, if someone got killed with like a garden hoe or like a. Uh, you know, like hedge clippers, they hated that. You know, they they didn't want anything that people had around the house. That's well, my let's, understanding. Let's not forget the best example, which is they hated the part in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 where like Donatello had a, a nunchucks, but they're made out of sausage. They did not like that part. Right, because a kid could do that. Yeah, it's like, I wish we could. Because <laughs> like, there were all these kids in the UK like storming the streets with sausage nunchucks. Like, yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine. I could totally see that. Can I have sausage head- nunchucks, ma'am? Yeah, can I have some sausage nunchucks, mom, for Christmas, ma'am? <laughs> say mom 15 times in one time. <laughs> it's like, come on, ma'am. I mean, I, you mentioned our character. You know, I don't want to sound, get into oh, the realm really? of the absurd. But if we yeah. get into the realm of the absurd, we can. <laughs> well, this is already pretty, getting absurd. a little absurd. Yeah. Um, we could tell Paul. You, does Paul know about this wacky character? or Well, the Billy character? The Billy character that we made. Well, I, I don't think we ever mentioned it, but he's kind of a kid that we kind of made up. With, but it's based on life experience where, like, bad things always kind of happen to him. Like, he's the kid at the, well, you can say at the movie yeah. theater arcade yeah. who doesn't have quarters and his parents won't give him quarters. So he's, like, pretending to play the demo <laughs> of the game. Yeah, it's all he can play. So then he also gets a quarter, but then he loses the, and he goes, ah, and that's. So, and he has a bowl haircut. He's and... a bowl haircut. He has a blonde bowl haircut. Oh, he's blonde? Oh. Or maybe, I don't know, he's blonde. Either one. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're getting a little off uh, topic yeah, we're here. into the realm of the absurd. So. <laughs> um, but it did remind me of the video game section of the movie theater. Did you use and... play the arcade, Paul? Yeah, I, I had um, brothers who were hockey players, and I was not. So when I was, um, you know, a little younger, they'd always have these kind of like early practices or games on Saturdays, and a lot of these rinks had, um, you know, arcades there. So that was where I got most of my uh, arcade experience. I uh, 
remember the X-Men side-scrolling kind of beat 'em oh, up. Yeah. And, uh, it had Hit two fighter. TV screens pushed together, and you can play like with four people at one <laughs> time. So that was really cool. And you know, obviously Street Fighter, I think we mentioned, was really really cool. And um, you know, they'd have the Mortal Kombat's as those were coming out. So yeah, that was definitely a lot of fun. I loved uh, I loved playing those arcade games. Yeah, they they have that X Men game with the four individual players at Barcade in New Haven. Oh my God, that's such a good game. I still remember, you know, the different bosses and, uh, you know, Juggernaut will flatten you. And then there was a Pyro was one and he would say, Pyro will turn you to toast. So, you know, it had like a lot of the good, like kind of action movie type lines going on. So yeah, I really, really loved that game. I'd love to play it again. Well, you can, if you take the tracks to New Haven, assuming it's still there. I mean, then they didn't, you know, move it out because I know they rotate stuff fairly often but last we were there it was there um, they have one of those i think in southington too which is a little closer to me so yeah i'd be interested to see what they have but yeah no those are always a lot of fun um what was it gonna say about that oh yeah well they they tend to have those type of side-scrolling games like they had the simpsons one and the teenage mutant ninja turtles one and then uh lethal enforcers they had the gun oh yeah yeah it's like oh, i didn't want the pink one because you know you want the blue one because you're manly <laughs> so, it's, so it's, if you're going to see a movie with a lot of shooting you can actually do your own shooting before or after the movie <laughs> that's the 90s for you just a better time you know it, was it time. really was <laughs> um well i mean as a pinball fan you know recently they had walking dead pinball at the north haven movie theater but then they got rid of it yeah they got rid of it because i think it was broken a lot but it was some you got a really good score there right um, like yeah, something. it was fairly high. But, you know, the thing is, it, it does take a lot to maintain a pinball machine. But back in the old days, that was a common feature of not just movie theaters, but lots of places was they would have a pinball machine. And um, I, that's something I definitely miss. It's still around the pinball machines. So that's not like it's video stores like you were mentioning. It's just things that have gone away, you know, pinball machines, uh, <laughs> mom and pop video stores, video stores in general. It's, it's gone. It's all gone. But we're we're trying have... to keep the go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I just have this one memory that is kind of <laughs> on my mind a little. Do you guys ever have uh, like a video store crush? Like, you know, the maybe that the person at the counter and maybe you were like, you know, not that you would choose a movie for this reason, but you picked a movie that maybe you thought made you interesting or you were like, Oh, oh. I'm going to bring this up and they're going to see yes. that I have yeah. this. Like um, I, I had um, my first job. I worked at a grocery store and there was a store in the plaza called media play. And um, you know, I would go there with my money and I remember buying a, a clockwork orange on DVD. on like the original DVD cases that were basically just like paper folded over and they'd have like the little plastic clip, you know, yeah, on snapper the right case. side. Snapper, and, uh, those snapper yeah. Cases. And, and there was a girl who worked there and, and she was definitely a little older, but you know, I thought she was pretty cool. And she was like, Oh, a clockwork orange. And I feel like I, even the memory of it, I could feel myself getting red, but also being like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm this, you know, and, uh, then oddly enough, uh, there was a blockbuster just across the uh, parking lot plaza. And then years later she was working there. And, um, I don't have a memory about getting anything specific, but I, I definitely remembered her from media play. So yeah, that was kind of in my mind, just that kind of interaction that we wouldn't really have today because those stores aren't really there so much, but, um, I yeah, don't know if you guys is- ever had something like that happen. 
Well, but that is, I think, a really good and interesting point. It's not just that this stuff's gone and that's bad. It's that we're missing out on these sort of human interactions. Yeah, or uh, the art of conversation. Which are now a memory that we're talking about. Like, no one's going to have any memory that's worth talking about, about selecting something on Netflix or Amazon. Right, I selected that movie. It's like, no, no one's ever said that. (laughs) Right. So that is something that was lost in the shuffle, but... The only thing I can kind of put my two cents in about that is when you go to the counter, if they're going to judge you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like if you rent whatever, depending on what it is you're going to rent, they're going to look at you perhaps askance and say, oh, they're going to make some sort of value judgment about you based on what you're renting, you know, so. Yeah, so I, I do remember thinking that, like, what are they going to think of me when I bring, you know, I don't know, some horror movie up to the counter or, or like, anything. You know, you don't want to, like, kind of like what you were saying, you don't want to be seen as immature, so you're not going to rent something more childish, so you want to be more adult or more mature, you know. Well, so That yeah. can go both ways, though, because you want to rent something that's too salacious, like, let's say, Color of Night. It's like, <laughs> oh, you might be uh, a pervert or something. <laughs> but yeah nothing, but that is a good memory Shannon tweet or whatever oh so, yeah well the whole <laughs> erotic thriller genre which tommy case i believe had a whole wall of those well, sizzlers as you as uh they, yeah they called them sizzlers i believe well, we'll talk to ryan about that soon yeah we'll talk to ryan about that but they had a lot of good they had a lot of sizzlers and uh, best video called them guns and garters See, once we talk about Sizzlers of Ryan, we're going to have an E next to our name on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, because Tommy's did have a fairly extensive adult section from what I remember. Um, e. As opposed to Best Video, was just a tiny little closet type area. Um, at least in its second location, the first location, the, the adult section is right next to the window. So anyone of any age could just look in the window and see it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it was very great. irresponsible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that but they did change that to be fair but uh i don't know if they were even thinking about it but this when they moved location that changed well, I mean, but i could yeah. i don't know the best video memory but you know it's more of people it's kind of an inside joke really Brett. which well, maybe what is it feels about phase <laughs> remember phase? Well, you can tell that story it's not really an inside oh. joke if you just tell the oh. story is it some guy uh, spray painted phase F A Z E on the wall of best video in the out around the corner? On the outside. On the outside of the best video on on the bricks. And it took what, like a year <laughs> to get yeah, off they, the bricks. That phase was there for a long time. <laughs> a long time. So they just put like a tarp over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we can't clean this. We'll just put a tarp over it. It looked kind of bad. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's interesting. I had I hadn't remembered Phase. Uh, see, yeah, we would talk about it like, oh, Phase is still there. Phase is still there. Like, oh, I see Phase is still there. So <laughs> let me check in on Phase. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything anyone else wants to say about anything uh, relating to video store <laughs> memories? <laughs> well, because you know we're gonna wrap it up. So we gotta wrap it up, right? Um, hmm. Let me think. Um, well, we said a good portion. I mean, some good stories. Um, hmm. what do you, what do you think, Paul? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything, you know, else, uh, you know, it was just uh, a cool thing. It, it's just kind of nice to think back about it. it. It really, 
meant a lot to me. It was cool to kind of be, uh, you know, have your own little place to get lost in. You know, you'd have a young age and, you know, not realizing it, but, you know, it's kind of like educating yourself, you know, and, uh, you know, movies have always been super important to me. So it was nice to kind of have that and, uh, you know, kind of learn through the box art and just to have all that in front of you. I mean, they would have huge collections of movies and, you know, getting exposed to stuff that, you know, you really wouldn't be able to do today by, you know, being 10 years old at the grocery store is, uh, it's definitely a cool memory. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I definitely wanted you to be on this episode because I think yeah, you have that love for movies like yeah. we do and a lot yeah. of the same memories and, and you realize the importance of it. And I just, uh, I'm glad we were able to get together and have yeah, this conversation. Out. Oh, yeah. Fun, same here. Um, all right. Well, I think that's the end of this episode. If you think of anything think so. else, uh, we'll, we'll have you back. We'll be back on. It's not like this the is the end. Plugs. I know, it's, it's always weird to end the podcast. You know, it's just like, how do we end these things? Like, you get to say bye. <laughs> you know, we have to. <laughs> well, we have, you can say the contact stuff. Oh, okay. So let's start with um, Instagram. If you go on my Instagram, Thai Action Rocks on Instagram, you see all my uh, pictures I put on there from my collection. So today, it's February 23rd, I put <laughs> elves. Yeah. So, you ever see elves um, all? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> yeah, not. Another movie to write down. It's uh, Dan Haggerty versus elves. <laughs> Evil elves. Nazi elves. Yeah, Nazi elves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really interested in that clean flicks movie. That, that's, <laughs> that's that's yeah. right in my area. So uh, that yeah. that's gonna probably be the first one that I, I take from this. But uh, right. clean flicks, collision course, elves. Okay, <laughs> maybe in that order. <laughs> maybe in that yeah, order. Yeah, that's probably the best order. Um, I mean, three more that's... different movies you couldn't possibly imagine. But sure. yeah. There's nothing and then, of similar course, there's the rewatch of Malone that I don't think. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's always on tap. <laughs> He's watching every day, you know. Just, like... just a section. Um, let me think. Oh, yeah. So, Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. We got the Twitter, which is Ty Comeuppance. We got the website itself, comeuppanceviews.net. Um, is that it? Oh, there's Facebook. Um, oh, don't forget to rate and uh, review. <laughs> You always hear yeah, that on the podcast, yeah. So look at the rate and review our podcast. But um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I'm out. I'm fresh out of plugs. <laughs> and as I always say, if you want to email us uh, about the podcast, it's crpodcast at yahoo.com. Um, well, I guess we can and, say thanks um, again to Paul. Yeah. Yes, thank <laughs> you, Paul. Oh, thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm happy you had a good time. Well, you'll be back on soon it was a lot of, it was a great yeah time. we'll come up with another topic or yeah, something we'll have you back we can talk about all the movies you uh watched what, what actually like no that? we could do what's that we could have a special malone podcast i'm interested very where <laughs> where we really do a deep dive on malone oh, i would watch malone and take notes and yes. very much enjoy following up with uh with you guys because I really, really like that movie. <laughs> That's a great All idea. All right, well, maybe we could – sometime this year, maybe yeah, we could maybe talk about doing that. Months. Yeah, next couple of months, maybe April or something like that, May. Uh, that'll give me yeah, time something to like a mustache yeah. for the occasion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can grow a Burt Reynolds stash. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, well, that's something to look forward to, and yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up. So. We're wrap it up. 
So um, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening, and um, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.